Hey, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and that one's strong. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get up my notes because I am uh, borderline mentally retarded and always forget how to end this shit. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> okay. Welcome to yet another episode of the Beer and Loathing Podcast, a show that introduces you to people that you'll probably never meet that are much cooler than we are. I'm Pete M. in Grand Rapids, Michigan, joined by Sam Sly in Denver. And check out our website, beerandloathing.com, or harass Sam in real time with Twitter, at Beer and Loathing. Today we have John Farner, who is a writer-editor at sombeer.com. Did I say your name right, John? Yes, you did. Awesome. Fucking A. All right. We just killing it already. All right. Let's just end this one right now on a high note. Yeah, I'm just, I'm done. <laughs> I'll try not to scream too much this episode. Um, other right. than that. That's good. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to set the bar pretty high for myself. <laughs> you were into it, though. I liked your passion on that one. You got yeah. some, like, rocket fuel in your glass or something right now? Uh, well, I'm, like, two beers deep after a pretty, pretty tiring day. So yeah. I'm feeling bad. That's good. See, I'm only I'm only on beer one, but I got two lined up just to go through this. So, good man. Awesome. That's that's the nice. thing I learned real quick with these shows is to have have your backups handy. Otherwise, you're going to be getting up and like going to the fridge, and it's crazy how quickly these things go down in an hour. Uh, well, I'm in walking distance to my cellar, but I don't think I want to pull anything out of there right now. <laughs> it's not that cold. So. Yeah, anytime I, you crack into the cellar too, I, I always, I mean, usually you keep the strong stuff in there, so that's that's could be calling for some trouble at some point if you start busting into those. It, well, I got to work in the morning, so I don't think I need to get into that quite yet. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Don't we all? It's, it would be nice to do these more on the weekends, but it seems to be easier to schedule these with people on the weekdays. No. Oh, I want to. I want to highlight though that that John, you're from Michigan. I think you're like the the first person. Oh, wait, we've had Michael Biddick on here, who's also yeah. From Michigan. It's nice That's, to have a Michigan. But it's he's the first. He's the first guy that we didn't know before the show. <laughs> yeah, from That's Michigan. On the show. So yeah. Well, I'm honored. I uh, you know, I've gone around to a few places. Uh, Colorado's on my bucket list as far as beer places to go. But I yeah, pretty much every vacation I've taken in the last. Uh, five years has been entirely centered around going to different breweries. So that's awesome. That's the staple of a great, great vacation, uh, for sure. So you uh, drink? Go ahead. I was going to say I didn't fly across cross country just to go have a Budweiser in a cheap bar. So. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That's you can do that anywhere, right? Uh, so uh, what what do you got in your glass and or bottle tonight? Uh, tonight I am working on a six pack of Tangerine Soul, Soul Style IPA by Green Flash uh, Brewing Company. Oh, nice! Yeah. Very, uh, very great beer. They always make really crisp stuff that stuff that just always impresses with its simplicity yet still being really good. So a lot of places they don't. They're one of those companies that makes great beer without giving the impression that they're trying too damn hard. So. Yeah, that effortless that effortless uh, vibe or whatever. Just natural. Right. Right. I man, I'm trying to think of the last green flash I had, but I remember the first time I had Pellet Wrecker, and I love bitter, bitter, bitter IPAs, and that mofo was, it was up there. That was a, that was a doozy in terms of a bitterness one. I liked that one. It's a yeah, great beer, lie, man. 
yeah, it's a great building beer too. Like the more if you do two or three of those in a night, you won't be tasting anything for the next like, <laughs> yeah. two days. It's great. I, I, so. I think I had one as a shower beer, and I was glowing when I got out. It was, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I haven't had a shower beer in so long, man. I really need to rectify that soon. Oh, I think the last one I had was a nitro. Uh, I think it was like a wake up dead or a. It might have been a milk stout, whatever. It was something from Left Hand, but it was a nitro beer. And I don't know if it was just the circumstances or whatever, but like that really smooth nitro feel in the shower just was extra pleasant for some reason. Oh, it's dude, funny. you're making me want to go out and get a nitro beer and have a shower beer tonight. <laughs> shower beer and shower sex, two great things. The night is still young. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I was never really a big fan of the shower beer, but we kept talking about it, so we ended up writing a post on it. I found myself sitting in the shower one night for research with like six bottles of beer, and I'm looking at myself <laughs> going, I probably should have brought cans in here. This it could end very badly. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. Unless you're wearing like Crocs or something that protect your feet in case they start slipping around a little bit there. It would have been the smart thing to do. <laughs> but hey, you know, it's, it's all in the name of beer research, so no harm, no foul as far as I'm concerned. Or is nothing quite like when the girlfriend goes in the bathroom after you take a shower and she says, why is there six beer bottles <laughs> in the tub? I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. so. I had a friend who, uh, and you're he had, passed out on the floor. Right. <laughs> I had a friend who, uh, he had a, a party, a bottle share, I don't know, a couple months ago. And he said someone brought, a, a, there's a brew out here called mission, I think. And, uh, they, they package and sell in like quart cans. So 32 ounces. And he said someone brought that and like, hit it in his medicine cabinet or something. And so he woke up the next day, hung over his shit. And he's like, looking at and he found this giant man oil can of, of this beer. He's like, eh, fuck it. And he like took it in the shower, and had a shower beer with <laughs> 32 ounces of whatever. And I mean, they have all their, you know, standard IPAs, pale ales and stouts right. and stuff in these things. So that to that me had is, to be Brian Hannigan. It, it was Hannigan. I didn't want to say his name just because okay. that, that'd be like, I don't know, eight episodes straight that he gets mentioned, but hey, Ryan. <laughs> well, he's one of our own listeners, so hey, Ryan. Yeah, we gotta got to please the masses. So, uh, Pete, you, you said you're on a couple beers. You having anything fun, or are you uh, doing, like, Black Label? Um, I'm actually doing a Vivant right now, doing Farmhand. Nice. Very yeah, nice. and then I have, uh, I have, uh, what the fuck is it called? It's the Sierra Nevada Beer uh, that could be a lot. Camp the tropical IPA. I have that on deck. <laughs> okay, it's like that's that's like saying I'm I'm drinking or eating an apple. You know, there's a lot of apples. That's a terrible analogy. I'll move on. Um, I am having a modus. That's the name of it. It's what move tropical on? IPA. Oh no, no, that's the name of it. Tropical I believe IPA. it. Okay. Okay. I don't think I've, <laughs> I haven't seen that. It's the uh, new beer camp one. They I'll have send you right a picture, now. Sam. Send me a pic. Just make yeah, sure that one. I don't remember who they, uh, who they did that one. Yeah, it's in one of their beer camp series. It's all right. So okay, a lot of, I, a lot yeah. of pineapple back on it. If I remember, I uh, man, I had one of theirs last it is year. Pretty fruity. What's uh? Oh shoot, I want hoppy lager. I think I had the hoppy lager. Yeah, last year, and that son of a bitch tastes like hot dogs to me. <laughs> I, in a good way or in a bad way? I mean, I don't like hot dogs, so it's all bad to me. It's I was just like. I in the thing I don't know if I just tainted everyone else's impression, but I was like, "Here, I'm sitting with a few people. I'm like, try this. Do you get like an aftertaste of hot dogs right now?" And they're like, "Yeah, like hot dog water." I'm like, "Yeah, okay, okay." Either I have 
just made everyone think I'm crazy. And there's like, yeah, I agree with them. Oh, you're just going to snap or they actually were tasting it. So I, uh, somebody dropped a hot dog in the, <laughs> yeah, some guy of beer. dipped his junk in there. I wouldn't put either past the brewery at this point. So, <laughs> right. They're just, they'll go for whatever, right. whatever they can get away with. Well, uh, I uh, I wanted to go out and buy some uh, New Holland because that's the only Michigan brewery I can buy out here right now, um, but I didn't go to the beer store. So instead, I am uh, having a Modus Hopperandi, which, Pete, you should have uh, a couple of those sitting in a FedEx location near you um, right now. And then, once I'm done with yeah, that... Please. Yeah, you're welcome. Next time, I won't make, them make you sign for it. Uh, I, I have a uh, this weird beer that a friend of mine gave me for uh, dog sitting. It's a St. Peter's Cream Stout. It's a English cream stout made in the United Kingdom, imported here, with like Fuggles and Challenger hops and a blend of four local barley malts. Blah blah blah. Uh, I'll have to send four loco barley malts. <laughs> local. I wish it was four loco barley malts. Oh. Yeah, local. Fuck. Sorry, my slur is, is catching up to me already. But it, it's in this weird, like, green medicine bottle. It looks like something that your grandparents would give you, like like castor oil or something. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pour it into my stout glass and see what happens and actually use proper glassware for once. Proper glassware is overrated, but I know. have fun with it. So. I, well, I figured it's a weird beer, and uh, I don't ever do anything with glassware, so... Why not? Can I got you get St. Peter's stuff out there in in Denver. I think. I mean, that's where I believe she got it. Oh shit! I thought that was sent to you. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It was a no. A friend of mine up in the Highlands or Edgewater. She gave it to me as a thank you for watching your dog, who gotcha. who once punched me in the dick on camera. <laughs> a dog punched you in the dick? Yeah, I was trying to film the dogs. Like, I was trying to get two, two of the dogs to play tug of war. And one's named Bacon, one's named Jax. Bacon, unfortunately, is no longer with us. He had a massive, like, grapefruit sized tumor, and that took him. <laughs> Poor kid, or dog. Um, but anyway, so I was trying to get Bacon and Jax to, like, tug of war and fight. I'm like, Jax versus Bacon. And Jax, uh, just while I was kind of filming, trying to, like, finagle it. He jumped up, you know, like to to jump up, and but he caught me right in the dick, just straight up. Two 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 paw dick punched me, and uh, it was it was pretty perfect. So that me and Jax have a bond forever now, and never every time I see him, I'm like <laughs> swatting. It's like trying to hang out with your friends that always try to dick slap you. <laughs> well, that's why you keep beer around so that eventually you let your guard down, and then the dog can just. Dick you without a problem. I know he's he's smart enough to get get there one day, but I'm I'm always on edge when he's around these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, just beware if the dog ever pushes a six pack in your direction. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, "Hello, here you go." Right. <laughs> so care to be punched in the dick tonight, Sam? <laughs> well, yeah, why yes, Jax. How did you know? <laughs> so, uh, John, uh, tell us a little about Sombeer. I've I've read some of your guys' articles and stuff, and I I dig your uh, your philosophy on the beer. So hit us up with it a little bit. Well, our uh, main philosophy on some beer is that we don't take serious beer too seriously. That's pretty much our punchline. Uh, we try to focus a lot more on talking, not so much about issues, because we're far from journalists. We just we're having fun with the site and what we're uh, trying to get out of it. But we talk about uh, different t- uh, topics within the uh, craft beer culture primarily. 
Um, and of course, we sprinkle on a bunch of reviews because uh, it's a nice, quick, easy thing to talk about, and it tends to get people arguing with you whether it's <laughs> or not. Um, Stir that pot up. Yeah, um, it's it's cool for us. So I mean, it's a lot of fun. We're starting to get more recognition, not just from breweries, but uh, you mentioned FedEx. I have some FedEx beer sitting at the uh, local location here that I have to go pick up to review at the end of the week, and because they won't let me get it unless I sign for it. Yeah. Um, so we're starting to get stuff like that. Uh, we're working on trying to build an app, which was the source of the public screaming that you heard about earlier, um, <laughs> with our app developer. That was just lovely. Yeah, um, right. But uh, we're trying to build an app that's going to be based primarily on not just pushing our content, but we want to push um, more of the, the beer community because uh, to try and encourage things like beer trades and um, trying to you know get more people talking about beer all over the place. Well, that's so. interesting. So it's like a interactive community via app in a way. That's what we're working towards. So we're a long ways off right now from it, but you know we can only do it. So we're working on a budget, so we can't push it as quickly. As yeah. We um, but that's part of it. We're trying to help build a community around it, and um, be it, uh, one of the. I, I think last time I checked, we were ranked at like the tenth highest, uh, like most trafficked um, beer site in the country. Uh, so we're trying to build off and and keep the momentum going. That's yeah. awesome, man! Congrats. Thank you. So. Yeah, man. Blogs are can be fickle mistresses. <laughs> so yeah, it's and it's funny because that's one of those words that I can't stand. Uh, it, it just sounds really. Uh, I mean, it is. It's a blog, and because it, it's a publication without any real backing behind it. But at the same time, I'm like this sounds just silly. I wish I could think of a better name for it. So. Yeah, I've I for a long time have always just said people. Uh, you know, beer and loathings is not your father's beer blog. And now that not your father's root beer and ginger ale and all that shit's out, I'm like, well, I got to ditch that whole phrase. Yeah, they fucking ruined it. Yeah, thanks, Man, I got, guys. I got flamed so hard when I trashed that stuff, too. Like, <laughs> Did you? <laughs> somehow that review ended up on Reddit. <laughs> really? Um, if you ever want to feel stupid about yourself, just go ahead and post something that you've written on Reddit because... Oh, no, I've done that, yeah. It just, it's just all out bad. Well, somehow it ended up on there, and apparently uh, over the course of like a 180 reply, like, you know, bash this article, um, what I got out of it is that somehow Reddit thinks that Not Your Father's Root Beer is a Groot, which I'm like, nope, no it's not, I've had Groots, <laughs> that's not what a Groot is. That's just a really uh, alcohol version of Root Beer, in a bad way. Yeah, <laughs> um, I... Yes, I've but... I've had a Gruit. I've had Founders Gruit when they when they made one of those, and uh, I had one, and that was all I ever needed to try. Yeah, well, I, I it, you gotta get them from the right place. It's just like anything else. Like there's a uh, a place that's out here in Brighton. Uh, the guy makes really really unique uh, beers. Um, it's one of those places that like the best way to describe their beer is it's just their beer. It's the only place I can think of where I've even gotten stuff close to that. Yeah. He makes a really good group when he has it on tap, but it's also the kind of place that you might catch it on tap on there on Monday, and then it might not ever be there again if you're back on Friday. Uh, so. so he makes a real, real yeah. small amount of it. Right. So he's got a couple things that he keeps on all the time, but um, there's his stuff that his... I think he's got eight or nine uh, taps, and of the eight or nine, like six of them change constantly. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. It's really cool. That's how what I'd want to do that? a brewery. That's you know I 
that's why I always say with it. And then I keep seeing all these places, you know, sell out and make money and stuff. I'm like, you know, I'd <laughs> want to do a brewery like that. But at the same time, if I'm going to put all this time and effort and money into it, I kind of want to make money too. So I can see it both ways. Financial security is nice. It is. It's also, you know, it makes you a sellout apparently, but what are you <laughs> going to do? So, <laughs> Speaking of, uh, <clears throat> what, what brewery is that in Brighton? At the uh, Brewery Becker. So they're uh, just off of Grand River. Uh, they're in the, okay. there used to be a old hotel right on the train tracks that the, uh, Matt, the owner, he bought and gutted and turned into a brewery. Um, it's got a lot oh, of... That's really rad. Yeah, he, uh, when he was younger, like I, I did an interview with him earlier this year, and when he was younger, he basically just hopped a plane and went to Germany and learned about beer. And uh, what happened as a result of it is he came back with all kinds of weird recipes and ideas Whoa. and inspiration and uh, went with making a brewery. And, I mean, for example, it is the only, I'm looking at their tap list right now, and uh, two of the things they have on there, they have a, I'm probably going to butcher how you say this, but a Jormungander and a Yule. I don't even know what the hell those are, but I want to go back out there and try nope. them now. <laughs> and, and those are, those are beers? Yes, these are beers that he has on tap right now. So, I am not a style like uh, scholar, so yeah, I have not heard of any of those things either. That's yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I'm I, not either. But if you go in there and, and Matt, the owner, is in there, he will talk you till you're blue in the face about it because he is a scholar about it, or at least has the knowledge to be uh, very verbal about it. And man, he will he will tell you a story. That's for sure. Well, you said he went to Germany and. Uh... You said you went to Germany and, or he went to Germany and did like beer school, yeah? I don't know if he did school there or just went oh, to like just, oh, okay. actual school or just picked up on it while he was out there. I didn't get that far in the conversation with him. Okay. But I know that's where a lot of his uh, inspiration comes from. Okay. Yeah, it's close enough. So. School, inspiration, you know. Yeah. If you got the skills. To went to a bar, bills. said this is cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're learning so, something. Right. But yeah, that's uh, definitely one of the cooler places that's around, and it's one of those places that's cool too because a lot of people, like if you read their uh, reviews on you know bad social pages, a lot of them just get really pissed off at him because it's not uncommon at all to go in there, and he doesn't have an IPA, he doesn't have a stout, he doesn't have a lager, because he's like, well, I don't really like those things, so I don't brew them. Fair enough, dude. <laughs> if you're going to make other things that are weird and good, that's just as impressive to me. Yeah, that's cool as hell. I think that's more important than having like a few good staples. And especially because he's in Brighton. Like I didn't know anything was in Brighton. Maybe I'm wrong here, but that city's always seemed a little boring to me. Uh I don't but disagree with you. Of course they just I drive mean, past it. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I mean I like that place. Uh there's a couple of decent restaurants there, but um I wouldn't go through there very often if it wasn't for the fact that I got a family member that lives there. And uh, you know, when I drove by and saw the word brewery i was like well i got an hour to kill let's see what this is <laughs> just kind of wandered in there so <laughs> yeah a yeah. little little hidden gold mine so and those are some of the best ones too and you're like eh what is this yeah i'll go right. check it out why not and it turns out to be a super awesome hidden gem or something oh absolutely so i can't think of any time i've done that recently but i mean the i guess the kind of the, the little difference here is like there's so many breweries in like the denver area that everybody gets some sort of press one way or another. It's like, whether it's through, you know, the beer journalists or even the regular, uh, you know, papers and stuff, 
if there's even a scent of a new brewery in the air, everyone's like, new brewery, new brewery, there's a liquor license going on, get ready, motherfuckers, there's going to be some beer up in here. So it's like, you, you don't even, like, wander by a brewery and like, huh, I didn't even know that was a thing. You wander by, you're like, oh, that, I saw that name not too long ago, and, and I know half their story now, so cool. It's starting to get that way out here. Um, I, I don't know about the west side of the state, but I, I mean, out here we've had just in probably a 15-mile radius for, from uh, where I am, there's been three breweries that have ho- opened in the last, we'll say, six months, and uh, another one opening up uh, next Damn. Sunday. Um, wow. Of those breweries, there's one that I really like, one that I really loathe, one that I think is okay, but I think they're overpriced as hell. And this last one I'm excited about because he's a castaway from uh, Witch's Hat uh, that oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. They're another little place in South Line that just does fantastic stuff. But he was their master brewer there for some time before they moved to their new location, and now he's opening his own place. So I'm looking forward to that one. But so far, the hit and miss ratio is getting kind of weird out here. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I've had a little bit of experience with that, and and it, the just coming from West Michigan and like the quality that was there, like there were still breweries when I left Grand Rapids, so I moved away in like 2012, and there were a few places like Harmony comes to mind immediately that I had some of their beer right before I moved, and it wasn't bad, but it didn't it didn't knock my socks off. Uh, and then uh, I last summer I've gone back every summer basically since I moved for weddings or just a trip and stuff. And man, last summer we Pete, you and I went to Harmony and I mean the food was great. I had one of their rye pails. Like their beers is spot on. They're opening a second location oh, yeah. in the city, so it's like oh, it's already open. It, oh, it has. All right, sweet. It's yeah, that's, that's awesome. Harmony Hall on the west side of Grand Rapids. They have like um, it's like German bratwurst themed or just like german themed so they have like bratwursts oh nice uh just like a huge open hall it's called harmony hall i don't know if i said that already but it's uh yeah it's a really cool place it's in the they have beers and brewing capability there it's in like the old little mexico building right yeah yeah okay so it's weird though like i've seen on this side of the like i've just seen like random breweries pop up in small towns like i'm from uh north of a small town called ionia out uh east of, of grand rapids and like, there's a brewery that just opened there, and there's one uh, in Portland, which is a little bit west of there, that or a little east of there, that just opened a brewery uh, like Portland a year ago. Got one? Yeah, dude, gallery. So they're just like popping up in like every small town in on this side of the state needs a brewery. It seems well, at this point, like what, everyone's like, happened, "Fuck it." Yeah, that's what's happening here too. Like uh, the ones that I just went through, we had the one that's opening is in Wixom. Uh, which is, okay. again, just a little place that used to be a little Ford plant area, but now it's nothing. Uh, <laughs> South Milford uh, is an area that got one, which is, again, it's the type of place that you would never even think of unless you know the area. Uh, Novi, which is home of a shopping mall, and that's about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Commerce Township, which is, again, there's a bunch of good football programs in high school, but that's about it. So it's weird where they're popping up, but... People seem to be going there on annoying masses. So, fun fact, yeah. fun fact, and, and shameless plug for a friend. Uh, I, I know someone that owns a dance studio in Wixom, New Wixom Dance Studio, or something like that. Sorry, Gina, for botching that, but yeah, <laughs> right on. It's a good area. <laughs> you know, what? I I live like like I said, I'm right on. The, I'm in one of those little 
I'm in a, it's called Wolverine Lake technically, but you know, throw a rock one way, it's Wixom, another way it's Commerce. Okay. So I, I, I like the little area because there's not a ton of people there and no one bugs me. I like it. So. <laughs> yeah, right. That's nothing wrong with that. I, right. It's got to be a, a, just a fun little, like, is it a cool little community too? Like uh, what's the, uh, the bar situation around there? I mean, you guys got some decent like dives or anything like, that's a good regular watering hole. Is it just like a little, like kind of a, you know, a couple, couple stops, uh, stop sign type, type joint. Uh, there's a few places out here. It's actually, that's another thing that's popping up a lot. Um, this place called Uptown, uh, grill, which from again, what I'm told here by one of their competitors, cause they were all mad at them. Uh, they're supposedly the biggest bar account in the state, which I find that hard to believe in a state that has like three Hopcats and uh, the Beer Exchange and you know a bunch of other fantastic places. Yeah, but, um, that's what they're claiming. Um, I tend to think that the guy was probably not knowing. Judging by the bartender that or the bar owner that was telling me this, uh, I think he didn't know his shit. And he said they're probably probably meant to say they're the biggest in the area, but yeah, we'll let that slide. Uh, but they do get a lot of good uh, limited tappings and, and stuff like that in there. Um, you know, it's just the people that go in there are just completely pretentious. So it makes it kind of <laughs> yeah. um, So past that, I mean, truthfully, most of my bar time that I do, um, I tend to either stick to breweries just because I'm more comfortable there or head towards the uh, Detroit or Royal Oak area when I do. So. Yeah, I hear gotcha. that. Royal Oak is... I mean, have they been growing pretty well? Because uh, I, a buddy of mine, he lived in Royal Oak for a couple of years. Um, and uh, some friends of friends, whatever, just people I knew kind of through college and stuff, they lived in Royal Oak. And I'm trying to remember the name of the the breweries that they used to go to all the time out there. We, I went to one of their birthday parties. I went, it was Black something. It's Black Lotus? Uh, yeah, Black Lotus is uh, okay. a little bit north. That's, I think that's actually Rochester. But yeah, that's yeah, still there. It was like that or Clarkson, I think, because they're, they're a yeah. bunch of Clarkson kids. Yep. Um, I, I don't get out that to that part very often. Just I, prefer, I don't really have a good reason as to why. Um, right in Royal <laughs> Oak, though, I mean, they just opened a place maybe maybe a year or two ago at this point called Roke, uh, which they're all right. Okay. Uh, the one that I really dig that's down there, uh, they have a place called uh, Royal Oak Brewing Company, which is, to my knowledge, pretty much the same company as Detroit Brewing Company down by Comerica. Okay. They do a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, the place that I really dig that's out that way, though, um, that's they're expanding rapidly. A um, little bit off the beaten path from there, but you're talking maybe a 10, 15 minute drive, is uh, Griffin Cloth Brewing out in Birmingham. Oh, that yeah. place. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah, they just do one, they make a beer called Grindline, and as a hockey fan, I drink that way too often. I was going to say, I think I um, see like two thirds of your untapped check ins that come through Twitter are from Griffin Cloth. Yeah, <laughs> this is like, well, Especially I, during hockey games. <laughs> I pretty much crack it open during every Red Wings game, and apparently I should have done that tonight because they're getting their ass kicked. But, yeah, uh, I've been yeah, seeing that player, score alert. Flyers too. just fucking playing them right now. Uh, they're at two to one right now, but yeah, they they've been okay. just getting their ass kicked this entire game. So, but anyway, um, yeah, I do I do a lot of Griffin Claw stuff. They're kind of in that like middle ground, like kind of like a New Holland where they the beers that they make that are really good. They're just really like. Chris and what you think that style is supposed to be like. When I think of what an IPA should be, I tend to think of their uh, their flagship norms, rugby as IPA. It's just crisp, bitter. You know, it's got that punch to it yeah. and all that. But they still have the. They're big enough that they can still do those like weird, funky shit that 
sometimes I don't even bother with, but sometimes it's cool that they at least tried it. So they're not quite like shorts where they'll just throw whatever they can happen to have laying around in a beer and yeah. say some new experiment. But they still are willing to go out on a limb sometimes and you know make some stuff that's a little off the beaten path. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, that's kind of shorts' mo too. That's what they built the brewery on almost. So it's like nobody can do what shorts does as well as shorts. That's, that's what... I completely, I completely and always will respect them for that. But at the same time, that being their biggest strength, that's also their biggest weakness to me. Sure. Because I mean, I off, I typically won't buy a new shorts, like six of a new shorts beer, unless I know exactly what I'm getting. Cause I know there's a 50, 50 shot that I might not be at all impressed with what's in that bottle. So that's very true. Yeah. I'm not one to, want to buy six of, of something totally experimental. I don't know if that's the word you want to use with them, but like, that's what it seems like. It's a, it's an experiment in uh, what flavors do and don't work with beer. And I mean, I trust their, their judgment, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm not going to buy six of that. Well, God bless them for having the balls to do it. Like how many breweries are going to put themselves out there and bottle a key lime pie? Beer? <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, yeah, or one that immediately came to mind because that's one of their beers. I'm just like, I can't, I can't get yeah. into it. I, I mean, I understand it tastes like key lime pie, and that's great, but I don't want to buy that. Only out of the tap, though. I found it's like only out of the tap. It tastes like key lime pie. Oh, really? Bottle, it tastes fucking weird. I, I didn't, I didn't like it either way. I just was not impressed. So. I haven't had it a bottle. I've only had it at like festivals, and that I know came out of a out of a keg. So yeah. that's my only, my only uh, whatever experience with that, but. Hey, actually, fun story. Uh, first week I – well, not first week. The first uh, year I moved out here during GABF, I was walking around and saw Nicey Spicy on the rack at one of our beer stores out here. I'm like, what the fuck is this doing here? And uh, <laughs> apparently they got a uh, like a, a short-term uh, distribution deal during GABF and stuff. And uh, <laughs> that shit stayed on the shelf for like <laughs> two or three months after the festival ended because – a lot of people out here apparently weren't used to uh, the idea of a bunch of pepper that isn't like a chili <laughs> in their beer. Like people drink chili beer out here like it's nobody's fucking business. But uh, one with like actual like black peppercorns and whatever other color peppercorns they have in that one. They're like, no, that's that's weird, dude. What are you doing? That's that's not cool. I'm like, no, this is great. I'm going to take all this. My uh, local liquor store guy is always he's got a real love hate relationship with shorts, too, because he's like, you know, I talk to the guy all the time because I'm in there like at least twice a week. So you get to, you know, you get to be friends with him. Uh, goes, oh, yeah. You yeah. know, I got a real, he he goes, man, I fucking hate shorts in like a good way. When they got something that's hot, I can tell like no problem. But when they got something that's not, it just sits here for <laughs> effing ever. And, you know, I end up marking it down and selling it to you or something just to get rid of it. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> so, sorry, I got to be your. And that's uh, where you come in. You are his beer garbage disposal, John. Oh, I, I got like six <laughs> bottles of Southern Tears chocolate orange because he marked it down to like two bucks just to get rid of it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with that, but it's sitting here. So. Hey, you never know when that might do in a pinch. You guys do that bad beer review stuff, so you can uh, start tossing <laughs> take, some of those in. <laughs> I yeah, take it that might, stuff sucks? It's not very good, no. The chocolate's good, the, the oh. one without orange, but the one with orange, it's... Someone might like it, but it's not for me. So, just waiting to find I that. I want to try that. Maybe What's it's that? me. I I kind of want to try that. This sounds really interesting. It sounds delicious, actually. If you want to tra- make the trek over to uh, Wall Lake, I'll give you six bottles. So. <laughs> <laughs> All the beer you could stand for a trek right. to Wall Lake. 
Uh, that's I, I don't know, Pete. You like you you get uh, hyped up over interesting stuff. Like I that we were talking about uh, that coffee infused cider that I had out here. That, oh my god, that sounds so good. Yeah, dude. I don't even like ciders, but that sounds fucking. I, awesome. I don't. I don't like coffee, and I don't like cider. So imagine my surprise when I didn't like them combined together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't. See, I I get hyped up for that just to say I tried it, but yeah. I, it doesn't sound like it would be at all appealing in any way. And and that was my angle. Like I was at a birthday party for a friend, and we were at a cidery, and I've been bragging about how i drink really gross stuff all the time so everyone's like won't you drink them like i will watch this and (laughs) my uh, ego got the best of me and i i don't regret it but i i'm not proud of it i'll actually be down in the uh detroit area coming up here in first part of april i'm going to see a show at the fox theater what show are you going to see um Post-pop depression tour with Iggy Pop and Josh Ami from Queens of the Stone Age. Oh man, I know so many people going to that. I'm like a Iggy Pop's like a god to me. So I don't know why I haven't. I decided to spend money on seeing Gogo Bordello again the week before. That. <laughs> hey, Gogo Bordello's not a bad awesome, man. That's though. yeah. No, those guys are one of the most entertaining shows I've ever seen in my life. I've seen them like ten times now. So holy shit. Um, when they're they're. Uh, tickets came up on, in my email. I was like, well, I'm just going to go buy that. And I slept on the Iggy Pop tickets and now I can, and now I think they're sold out. So. Oh man, dude. Uh, fun, weird connection to all of this. The last time I saw Queens of the Stone Age was at Red Rocks and Google Bordello opened for them. Oh really? Yeah. That was shit. Yeah. That oh, was man. a that killer show. show. The only thing that sucks about Red Rocks is that uh, everything is seated. So there's no like GA area where you can go and like stand and, if you want to dance and stomp around or something, you just can't do it unless you're like in your spot and you got to be very careful about how you're stomping around because you could fall like a bunch of rows in front of you and it's all rocks basically. That has always scared the shit out of me about Red Rocks. It looks beautiful, but like if I yeah. I know I would just drink like one too many beers and be like, oh, I'm going to fucking stand up and then do a header down the stairs. And like, the fun thing is I'm going to my second metal show there in like two years in a couple of months. So it's like. And metal shows are so fucking boring there because it's like you're just standing. You're like, all right, I'm going to throw up the horns and headbang and like high five my buddy next much. to me. Yeah, we can't mosh pit or anything like that. Not that I do that anymore, but shit. But no, it's at Google Bordell. That was the first time I actually saw him was at that Queens of the Stone Age saw, uh, show. And uh, that was so good. I, I love that they actually don't sing the lyrics to the songs as they record them. There's like, eh, we're going to make up new stuff. We're gonna... Depends on the show you go to see him with. Like, oh, really? Um, okay. I've seen him, yeah, I've seen him probably like said, about 10 times or so now. They're one of those bands that, when I saw them the first time, um, it was when their album uh, Super Toronto came out, so like yeah. three albums ago. Yeah. And um, I saw him down at the uh, Magic Stick in Detroit, which is a little, it's on top of a bowling alley, basically. And Dude, I uh, love that venue, though. I do, too. They got great sound in there for such a little place, and they had... Gypsy belly dancers playing washboards and like riding <laughs> on giant circus drums across the, the crowd. I was like, this is fantastic. So, it's the greatest I mean, thing I've ever seen. I was like, this is, I was, and I was actually sober at that show for some reason. I'm like, this is still great. So, and, um, that's how you know it's time good. I saw him, Yeah. The last time I saw him though was this summer and they were, uh, opening for Flogging Molly at, um, 
Oh. Uh, not Pine Knob, some other outdoor theater with seats that sucks. Yeah, um, no, I, I know which one you're talking about because I saw the Mighty Boss Tones and Dropkick Murphys there. It's a terrible I was spot. at that show too. Yeah, well, yeah. Like I, maybe eight years ago or so? Yeah, I uh, I was yep. bitching about how Dropkick didn't play Kiss Me, I'm Shitface. My friend turns like, yeah. that was the last song they fucking played, you idiot. You were just too fucking drunk to remember. Like, well, ex- <laughs> well excuse me for enjoying myself at a concert. Right. But yeah, when we saw them open with Flogging Molly, one, they, they actually played the songs the way they were supposed to because there were so many Flogging Molly fans there that, for whatever reason, they didn't pay attention to Bordello, which I was kind of like, yeah, you know, I would normally get that, but this fan's actually really good. Like, you should watch them. Um, and since no one could really come up there and be an idiot and kind of carry them around the way they normally do, yeah. the, they just came out there with like a quarter of the energy from what you get when you see them in uh, like a small venue where they can just really go off and do whatever the hell they want. So, so, I mean, when they played Red Rocks, it was a huge audience, but they came out with a shitload of energy. And like, there were at one point, at least eight or nine people on the stage. Some chick was walking around with like a circus bass drum and it yep. was, it was awesome. Yeah. And, and Eugene was didn't stop moving at all, man. I can see why the guy's skinny as a rail. He just doesn't not move. He's kinetic. I'm pretty energy. sure that guy lives on just red wine and like the occasional piece of bread. That's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I see him put down like a, every time I see a picture of him, like in a concert, he's putting down a bottle of wine, but that's all I ever see. Him. Like, so, uh, did you ever see the movie? Everything is illuminated. No, I haven't. So you should check this out, man. It's got Elijah Wood in it, and he's going on like a soul-searching, whatever, finding his roots type, whatever journey, total like usual uh, cinema fodder. Uh, Eugene Hoots is in that movie, though, and like he uh, is like uh, Elijah Wood's Russian or Chech. I can't remember exactly what area they're supposed to be in, but uh, he's his Ukrainian or whatever uh, uh, guide, if you will, and he's – Actually, it was it was pretty cool. Like I didn't realize it was him while I was watching the movie, and afterwards I was doing some IMDb just deep diving, like I'm I tend to do when I'm bored, and I'm like, holy shit, that's the singer from Gogo Bardello. Uh, really interesting. Just the guy connect. I'm gonna have to, you know, I've kind of given up on Elijah Wood after all those damn Hobbit movies. Um, uh, I've yeah. had enough of them for pretty much a lifetime. Plus, he <laughs> refuses to hit puberty, which also annoys me. I know, um, right? What a dick. But that's a that is a definitely a reason to go check that out. So I'll have to dig that one up and find that now. Yeah, man. No, it's it's a it it was a pretty good movie. It's you know it's got its little heartstrings and whatnot. But uh, Eugene Hoots in it Dude. is uh, is fun. He huh. they also do some of the music for the movie Wrist Cutters. Yes. I don't know if anybody's seen that I movie. Have I love that movie? It's amazing. The movie's fucking great. Dude. That huh. Rush, the Russian character in that movie is supposed to be technically kind of based it's around based him. off of him. Yeah. yeah, that's fucking crazy. Huh. See, I haven't heard of that one either. I guess I'm uh, uh, way behind in my uh, movie. No, th- there's uh, there's straight up uh, two or three Google Bardello songs in that movie. They do mm-hmm. "Through the Roof" and "Underground" is like one of the main songs they play a couple of times through it, and I can't remember what other one they played because it's been a couple of years since I've watched that movie, but. Yeah, man, their music straight up all over that movie. Tom Waits is in that movie. It's a yeah, it's a good movie. See, I gotta write this shit down. I'm gonna forget it. So. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll email or Skype or something later. I'll make sure you don't uh, miss out on this. This is these are all good movies. I appreciate it. Thanks, I think we could just do another podcast based on our music preferences in movies because I saw in the article that you wrote you had a shitload of punk rock on it, and I'm like, oh my god. 
Sam John and I could talk for like fucking two hours. Two pod, <laughs> two separate podcasts just filled with our movie and music preferences. Call one the, pun- call one you the know, cast. Man, I got chewed out on that on Reddit too. So apparently, <laughs> I'm uh, catch the shit on Reddit all the time, huh? Apparently, I, in that article, I'm just a whiny asshole who uh, is mixing up punk rock generations because I put a picture <laughs> up at the top of the article that has. Uh, Misfits logo and Black Flag and stuff, which is what I started uh, listening to. But nowhere in that article do I bring up the Misfits and Black Flag as far as comparing it to what's going on in beer. And somehow that just turns into me being a whiny bitch. I'm like, I don't think you guys read this, but whatever. So that's... It's setting a stage. I got it. That's... Well, it was, my favorite like thing out of that whole like mess was some guy actually messaged me on uh, Sombeer and said... You know, your um, predictions in beer are just as bad as your predictions about music. And then got all, like, went on. I'm like, I don't think I predicted anything on that. I was making a comparison based off observation. There's a big difference there. Really, man. Just Or just or just chill out a little bit, you know? Good Have God, a couple yeah. beers and calm the fuck down. Yeah, well, that would be the smart thing to do. But... <laughs> well, that's, that's not everyone's first reaction in the beer community these days, it seems like. No, they get on Reddit and yell about it, and, you know, that's fine. Well, I, I haven't had I, – I don't post anything to Reddit anymore because of mostly what you're talking about. Uh, but I did one time make a comment that I thought someone Photoshopped uh, a picture of a sign. And I just – and I wasn't trying to be totally snark. I was just like, hey, that's a great Photoshopping job. Mm. And I got so much, like, shit for that. Like, there was quite like your uh, article, just – a comment thread a mile and a half long of what do you gotta be such a dick blah blah you're ruining red i'm like i don't think i'm ruining reddit i think you are so just calm down and so like i can only imagine like if an offhand comment over a picture does that having an actual opinion on an article just you know well you know don't do it man i usually avoid reddit at all costs the only time i ever look at it is our uh the owner of our site uh david he he monitors all that stuff for you know analytics i guess um, oh, sure and uh every now and then he'll send me a message like well you've uh, gone and pissed off the reddit community again i'm like oh good <laughs> and my first response is always like i don't care i'm just gonna ignore that and go about my day but uh apparently i'm a glutton for punishment so eventually curiosity wins and i you know open it up and look at it and i'm like wow i'm really dumb for even thinking that I need to read this yeah so. no every time i go to reddit and i see there's any comments I'm like all right just please at least don't be terrible because I just, I, I can't not read these things. It's, right. I don't know. It's yeah. Anyway, what can you do? People are assholes. That's makes the world go round. So. Nope. You can't do anything. Can't. These please. are the people that will be running for president in the next like 20 years. <laughs> I know. So learn who they are now. So we can find a way to circumvent that progress. Right. Absolutely. So Pete, what do you think? Should we, uh, Get to the real meat and potatoes questions. Absolutely. My segue game is on point tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> I blame the St. Peter's. This stuff is actually pretty good. <laughs> I don't know if it's the glass or not, but uh, I'm into it. Um, I haven't picked out any questions yet, Pete. Do you got any off the top of your head? I do. Do you want to introduce it? Sure. I don't know if John's familiar with it. I'm sure you uh, are. He he, he, he probably is, but I figure we should probably 
repeat it for the sake of anyone that might be new listening if we gain like a listener or something but so this is the part of the show where pete and i ask questions and uh, pete likes to go the route of uh, good news bad news which is exactly what it sounds like there's some good news and there's some bad news and our guest must uh deduce their answer accordingly whereas i like to go the route of would you rather which is essentially the same thing but not framed the same way so Basically, we're being redundant without being redundant. There's yeah, basically ripping off the whole uh, "would you rather" thing with this good news, bad news. Just doing, putting my own spin on it, and forcing you to take a side. <laughs> if I remember right, there's a lot of fecal matter and uh, bodily functions involved in this. Usually, yes. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, usually there is. That's usually that's usually <laughs> Pete's forte. I I dabble in whatever else is there. <laughs> I go into it and I'm like, I'm not going to ask the funnel cake dog shit one. I'm not going to ask the funnel cake <laughs> Every dog shit time. And I ask the fucking funnel cake dog shit one. Well, okay. Right. Here's the first one. So, the good news. <clears throat> any beer, regardless of its rarity, exoticness, age, its existence in general, is now available to you at zero cost of what it would sell for in the store. Um... The bad news is you live in a world that has very, very harsh alcohol prohibition. So if you get caught transporting booze, you are sentenced at a minimum of 10 years in prison. How would you sneak booze? Because you you have to do it like, let's say you walk there, you're going to have to sneak it in something. And it's basically the Gestapo that are the, the police, you know, in this universe. How are you going to go about transporting the booze in your car or carrying it? Uh, I'd run for political office and use official vehicles to transport my belongings, which would include Whoa. said booze. Wow. Fucking amnesty. That is <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> at the same time, I could change the laws then if I actually won office, but at least by running for office, I can make some kind of case in point that I'm above <laughs> that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, w- I won't even ask if you didn't win. I'm just going to say, I'm, in this universe, you do win. I think it does. With, with confidence like that, how do you not? Exactly. Hey, that's what our uh, politicians are running on now. Want confidence. <laughs> you don't have to answer any questions yeah. if you sound you know, confident. So. Yeah, that's true. That's a fact. Wow. All right. Well, uh, <clears throat> I guess, uh, would you rather listen to only Nickelback? For a month straight, or stay sober for a month straight? Uh, uh, <laughs> I think I would rather stay sober for a month straight, because <laughs> if I had to listen to Nickelback for a month straight, I would probably drink myself to death. Yeah, that's <laughs> a very probable hazard. That's that's the realness right there. <laughs> that, that is. Yeah. He's, he's been honest about all of his questions at this point. Yeah, I can't. Nickelback is, uh, you know, I'd rather listen to Yanni <laughs> having sex with a porcupine than listen to Nickelback. So, so <laughs> hold on a sec, though. Let me clarify this. Because uh, Yanni, was he a singer? Oh, no, I'm thinking of Kenny G. Never mind. I thought, like, Yanni was the, the, the clarinet player, so he'd be I expressing would, his pain rather, via clarinet. I would rather listen to Yanni and Kenny G having sex with, <laughs> fine, to with Kenny G's clarinet Both of them, yeah Kenny Both. G plays the sax you son of a bitch whatever dude <laughs> sounds pretty dumb to me it's a woodwind so 
It is a wood. It's a it's a reed based instrument. So there we go. Band nerds back to middle school. coming out hard tonight. First chair <laughs> trumpet. I was a first chair flute. So yuck it up. Skin flute. <laughs> Real flute too. I'm, <laughs> I was first chair skin flute because <laughs> okay. there was no other dudes in the row. <laughs> so you have some privacy at least. Yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> Inspiration, I guess, if you will. Just block yourself off with a couple tubas and go for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they'd be the one playing my uh, my uh, theme song as I'm going. Like, womp, 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 womp. <laughs> or womp, 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 womp. <laughs> the sad, that's the trombone. The trombone was behind me playing the sad trombone. <laughs> All right, but you should ask a question right. before we get any worse on this topic. Okay, so the good news is. I almost just read the exact same good news, bad news. Jesus, <laughs> that, is, up that, quick. that is the good news. <laughs> so what's the bad news? Okay, so the good news is uh, you discover that instead of 10 cents, you can actually return cans and bottles for $1,000 a piece. Sweet, sweet Michigan. The bad news is you have to jam them up your ass to redeem $1,000. How many cans and bottles do you think? You could return. How much money do you think you'll make? This is a new one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But how much are they worth again? A thousand dollars. They disappear. They will not cause you any health problems. You just have to shove them up your ass, then they disappear. So all the discomfort <laughs> with shoving them is, is there. It's just it, they just go in a magical void. Is this just like sandpaper and and you know varnish? You don't get any lube. Uh, the, lube would, with the lube would skew the barcode. Your asshole wouldn't be able to read the barcode. And get <laughs> oh, my God. How did you think of that so fast? You know, that'd probably be something that if you can get past the first, like, five, you probably build up a tolerance for it. Are you talking, like, bombers or, like, just regular 12-ounce bottles? You get 2,000 a bomber. You know what, I'll go, why not? I'm committed to the cause. I'll go for a, uh, you know, I'd make it at least 10 grand off that. Oh, yeah. It's a nice round number. Oh, beautiful. That's like a new car. You know what, I'll go up to 13 grand. Dodzuk just scored a goal, so we'll go 13 grand. Oh, so, oh number yeah, 13, the magic man. That's right. So and it's about time because they're not now they're only down three to two as opposed to two to nothing. So <laughs> yeah, apparently they don't have good luck in Philly. The problem is uh Greg Wyshynski said they were gonna make the playoffs today, and that guy, as much as I like that podcast, he has a tendency to jinx his team and it kind of pisses me off. Ah, son of a bitch, way to go, guy. Yeah. Damn it. So. Um. All right. Well, since Damn. we're talking, since we're talking, since oh, I do. Oh, because we haven't yeah. done this one before. Um. Uh, since I am a deficit of several thousand dollars, I would <laughs> probably go to at least thirty. And if if I can still tolerate after that, I'll just keep going. That's that's like my minimum <laughs> watermark. <laughs> 
Let me say, if you get up that far, you've got some kind of tolerance going at that. Yeah, point. It's I, not like you're just gonna, you know, instantly go back to like you know baby size. You're gonna, yeah. you know, keep yourself out, and you're not gonna shit right for a week. It, so. it, right? Hey, man. Yeah, I haven't shit right for like just the past have five to wear years. Wear a diaper now. And uh, I mean, the, the, I have a high pain tolerance based on a lot of empirical evidence. Uh, so I'm going to like, yeah, no, I think I could at least go to 30, yeah, you know, maybe even 50. I think it's, dude, it's going to become a fetish at some point. I think like after the $20,000 <laughs> mark, it's just so, become a fetish. Actually, all right, if we're going to go the fetish route, does it disappear before it hits my prostate? I didn't think that far. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it depends on how far your prostate is from your asshole, I guess. Well, for most people, it's about two inches. <laughs> so <you're screwed. laughs> yeah. Anyways, that was <clears throat> we said fetish, and so I I took it there. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Killed that. Make question, it a fetish, didn't I? Way to way to do that one, Sam. Um, I, I had. Oh wait, I remember what I was gonna ask. Uh, so we we keep we keep bringing up hockey, John. Would you rather give up hockey or beer? You know, I would rather give up beer because uh, I've liked hockey longer than beer, and hockey is probably a healthier hobby for me in the long run. <laughs> and hockey is the <laughs> one thing in on this planet that I can enjoy without beer. Amen to that. Fair enough. Fair I can't enough. enjoy football without beer. I can enjoy hockey without beer. Well, that's you. usually the question is, would you rather give up football or beer? But I like to be mean and pick something people like more. Yeah, it'd be tough, but I mean, I... Maybe it's because I'm, you know, I'm. I come from an era of hockey where the first game I went to, I watched Bob Probert beat, uh, Qua, uh not Claude Lemieux, uh, Mario Lemieux's face to a pulp, and at the time, <laughs> yeah. it was the uh, longest recorded fight in history. Um, I've been a hockey nut Jesus. ever since then. So, and this was when I was like six, and I still remember watching. It's my dad who was double fisting beers at the time. Looked at me, and goes, "Don't tell your mother about this." And uh, <laughs> apparently, she found out about last winter and was upset for some reason. So I'm like in my thirties. Last like, winter, I, yeah, yeah, it was bad back when I was like six. So. Uh, I, I am proud to say I went to uh, the outdoor game against the Avalanche and the Wings a couple weeks ago. I and, saw that. I'm fairly jealous of it. And, and even <laughs> though the uh, the even though the alumni game. Ended up in a loss. Stevie Y scored a goal, and everyone was on the edge of their seats because we thought for a hot second during about the second period that there might have been a fight going to be breaking out. But See, I wouldn't think it'd be anything. If it were going to happen, it'd be anything more than the uh, John Scott fight at the All-Star game. When it was <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But you can always hope. I mean, I... As again a lifelong Wings fan, I would love to see McCarty beat down Lemieux again. That would I would never have a problem with that. So, and McCarty came out. He was he was basking in the glory of all the booze when he when he came out. Oh yeah, him and actually Chelios was pretty funny. He he looked pissed. He's like, yeah, fuck you, and booed <laughs> them back. But McCarty's just like, bring it. I'm wearing my mohawk. I'm ready to rock and roll, motherfuckers. Let's do this. It was good. Yeah, and he's uh, off the booze now and on the pot. So you know he's all. Happy I was just about, about to that. say he's, he's a giant <laughs> stoner now. He's mellowed yeah, he's, out. He's been on uh, the radio. Well, he's uh, at least on this side. I don't know what uh, you know sports coverage you guys get on the west side of the state, but out, out here he's on the sports radio every now and then. If you're smart about it, you just download their podcast. You don't have to listen to the rest of their shit all day. 
Um, but he went on like a 20 minute rant about how he's like, man, I feel great. I'm just smoking pot every day. I gave up booze. My back doesn't hurt. And, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go play in Colorado. So yeah, he's a, he's a pretty entertaining guy when they put a microphone in front of him. So. I really want to read his book. It's good. Um, I got it. My, uh, I got it the year it came out. My girl went and got it, um, signed for me at, uh, some book signing he was doing. And oh, nice. uh, she gave it to me reluctantly. She goes, I might have kissed him. Like, I can't blame you for that. So, the man won four Stanley Cups with the Red Wings. You should leave me for him. So. I mean, don't. I mean, a lot of couples nowadays, they'll have, like, that one person where, you know, if, if it's going to happen, then, you know, you get you get your one pick. So, you know, you can't be too mad if it's Darren McCarty. I'd be just fine. I'd be like, you know what? You should go. 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 <laughs> Kiss me now so I get some residuals. Come here. Right. So, maybe I'll get some luck off and I can have a late career. And <laughs> yeah, a late resurgence. Right. So, Pete, you uh, you got more questions? I don't. I have no more. I just had two this episode. I'm still working on on aggregate, you know, getting a bigger list together. But those are the only ones that I have this episode. Those are pretty good. You have any more? Um, I, I'll go to one of my other usual ones. That I like to ask, uh, John, would you rather go back in time? and try the beers of ancients, you know, the original, the OG beers, or would you rather go into the future and see what crazy shit society comes up with in the future? Future? Um, I kind of take the Bill Burr approach that if you go back in time, some shit's going to kill you and it's not going to be a gun or, like, some violence. It's going to be some bacteria or shit. And if you're from many things in the past, I'm willing to bet they don't pay all that much attention to, you know, what's growing inside the beer. At least future i'm gonna roll the dice and take a guess i'm probably not gonna get like some flesh-eating fungi inside of me when uh you know i i pound down whatever it's put in front of me i love that you quoted bill burr because i love that man <laughs> oh he's great he's uh by far the one of the best things about monday and thursday so <laughs> yeah right have you seen uh on youtube his big rant at, at a philly audience that booed the comic before him at a comedy festival was this recent or was this on there? No, this was, this was, I can't remember how many years ago. It was at least five or more years ago. It was before he was really, really, really well known. But uh, basically, he stands up there for 12 or 13 minutes. He's like, hey guys, I got 13 minutes. And I'm going to just tell you how much you fucking suck for 13 minutes. And he just <laughs> lays, <laughs> he, he lays yeah. into them for, th- and he counts, he's like, 10 more minutes of this shit. You guys having fun yet? And just like, he, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> I uh, oh, man, saw so, him. I have to watch that. <laughs> yeah, man. Last, I think it was February, March. It was early this year. Yeah. And uh, he was out at the, I think it was at the Fox in Detroit. It was, and took my dad to see him. And um, he was great. Like, this, as soon as this woman started trying to heckle him, like, she got like half a sentence out. And he just stopped her mid sentence. He goes, <laughs> I don't need your fucking help. And went back to whatever he was complaining about. <laughs> Dude, that man, oh. he's got to be the best at shutting down hecklers just because he gives no fucks and he's just he's just he's just that's that's his personality too it's like hey you want to try to out personality me that's not gonna happen so good fucking luck on that no that's another one of those bucket list items would be to have a cigar with silver oh yeah god knows if that ever happens he also apparently has got a channel on youtube where he cooks stuff Uh, he went, no, it's not a, he's done one, he did that for the uh, podcast, because they, oh, was he was it? Okay. about, yeah, he was talking about making uh, pies for Thanksgiving or something, uh, okay. and um, he was joking around, he said, you know, maybe I'll make you a Christmas gift and show you guys how, god damn it, fucking flyers, um, 
Sorry. Um, <laughs> four point two now. It's all right. Um, anyway, he was uh, saying he was going to make a gift about uh, for his listeners or something like that, and he made a a gift of how to make a pie crust uh, as far as cooking on there, and uh-huh. it is quite possibly the best. 10-ish minutes of cooking I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I uh, watched it, and that's how I, I somehow got the impression that he was going to do more of it, so that was my people, bad for inferring things. People have been, like, he gets questions on his show all the time, and people ask him to do more, and I, I can tell you this, you give that man a network and just rerun him play, cooking whatever he wants, and I would watch it 24-7. So. Yeah, man. Fuck Rachel Ray. I'll watch Bill Burr. Well, she set her hair on fire, which was kind of funny, but outside of that, well, I... yeah, what is that's a, that's a once in a every once in a while. I bet you she won't do that again anytime soon. Yeah, but you know that one time made up for all the other times that, that I had to watch her. <laughs> I don't know if that I don't know if that for me would be worth it. I, I I mean that's what YouTube's for. You watch all the fun shit that happens that one time without having to put any other emotional investment into the whole the whole thing. You live with a woman, you have to watch cooking shows. So if one of them's gonna light their hair on fire, it kind okay. Wow. So all right, no, that's fair. I don't live with women and they don't talk to me so that's not something that's gonna be a problem for me anytime soon so that's well john thank you a ton for joining us man it's uh it's been great talking to you it's been great getting to know you uh like i said it's uh it's always cool to meet people uh that you know through the internet and talk to them in person a little bit more so i appreciate it yeah i'd love to have you on again Absolutely, yeah, anytime. So, you guys know how to get a hold of me. I'm not usually people. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening to the Beer and Loathing podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure having John on the podcast. Go ahead, tell him where you're from, John. I'm uh, the senior editor of Sombeer.com. That's S-O-M-M-B-E-E-R.com. And you can find us uh, not just on the internet, but on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search for Sombeer, and we should be one of the first things, if not first thing, that comes up. Yeah. And as always, you can find Beer and Loathing on iTunes. Just search Beer and Loathing. Also, you can find us on, on Instagram, Twitter, all that social media shit, hashtags, at signs, whatever, except on YouTube, it's tune in, get drunk. That's the only difference. Thanks, again. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Beer and Loathing podcast. It has been a, an absolute pleasure talking to John. He is part of sombeer.com, S-O-M-M, beer.com. You can find us on iTunes. Oh, wait, I was going to let John do that, wasn't I? You could have. Okay. <laughs> You can do it. I don't mind. So. <laughs> just take Whatever the ra- Just take the reins, big boy. Run with it. All right, fine. All right, fine.